only way, and health ministries will say it's the only way that drugs can become come on stream is if they are tested in a very controlled fashion. And the industry is worldwide. It's all in private companies, but it's monitored in every country very, very heavily by respective governments. And, and this particular company, which is called Biotrial, is a well-respected, renowned company which operates with the French government and which is checked regularly by the French government, as you'd expect. Yeah, no, I mean, my point more actually was that these fit young students often... Yeah, they need the cash and and think it's going to be fine. And then this catastrophe happens, which affects obviously the rest of their lives. Well, absolutely. I mean, though, I think the point there is that one has to, again, just keep things in perspective in terms of numbers. I mean, there are 300,000 people doing trials of some kind or other in France every year. So, I mean, you know, loads and loads of people are doing this all the time. And of course, most of them walk away and there's not the slightest problem. But that said, I mean, they obviously have to sign a piece of paper. They know that there is, there has to be some small risk. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be paid to do what they do. And that was Hugh Schofield. Back in 2006, a trial went wrong in the UK with disastrous consequences. Six volunteers reacted within 90 minutes to their trial drug. And although they've never gone public with exactly what happened, it's clear they became very ill and some of them have continuing problems. Professor Gordon Duff led a group of UK government-appointed scientists who investigated the regulation of these trials following that. Uh, What did he learn from that review? We learnt quite a lot about how safely to introduce innovative medicines of a particular type into humans because most of the regulation up until then had been based on the use of small chemicals, pharmaceuticals, But just around then, we were getting more and more large proteins that had to be injected. And we learned that the traditional way of regulating the first human exposures of new medicines needed to be updated and to take account of all the available science. So you came up with a lot of recommendations. And do you think that that has significantly reduced the chances of this happening again in the UK? I think it has. We have in the UK independent scientific experts consulted where the medicine is completely new or of a certain type or has an effect on the immune system. So the regulator has access to state-of-the-art scientific analysis and opinion before giving the authorization. I don't want to ask you anything about the French thing in detail because we just don't know. But there is one aspect of it which which we do know, which is 90 people took various doses of this new drug. Now, I have to say that did strike me as quite surprising. You'd have thought that if it is a potentially dangerous thing, and all these things are potentially dangerous, then you would stage that so that it wouldn't affect such a large group all at the same time. Although 90 people have had the drug, they may have had it at different stages and there may have been a start with a very small dose and then you escalate the dose in different groups. And it could be that the very, very unfortunate people who are now in hospital and they had a very high dose, the highest dose, and it may be that it was a problem with dose accumulation or that at that very high dose you went over some kind of toxicity threshold. Bear in mind, too, that it may not be the drug. There are other things like contaminants and so on and accidents that can happen. But there's no other way to do it. Eventually, if you want medical breakthroughs, they're going to have to be taken by a human for the first time. Yeah, every new drug, there has to be a first in human exposure. The task there is to try to 
understand what the risks are based on the science, the chemistry, the biology, and particularly the pharmacology of the agent that you're making as a new medicine, and try to keep any risk to the lowest possible level and predict what might possibly be the toxicities and know in advance how you're going to deal with them. Most of it is in the private sector. Did you reach a view on public sector, private sector, which might be best for this? It's really to do with good science, and there's a large amount of good science in both sectors. We really need to increase the number of trained clinical pharmacologists that we're producing, people who really understand the principles of what a drug might do to the body and what the body might do to the drug in order to make these clinical trials as safe as we possibly can. Oh, really? So you think that if you looked at the system again now, it was 2006 when you did this, you might find other things to say, look, I think we should tweak this, tweak that. I do think that because I think fundamentally that science is progressing...